Hi, JJ here. Welcome or welcome back to the Art of Value Investing. This is episode 19. It's the 16th of July, 2021. So in today's episode, I thought I might think about and talk about batteries and the EV lifecycle companies. Now, what I mean by that is I've been thinking a lot about how batteries are kind of the new oil. I think they're going to be the new oil that's always already shaping up to be that way. Now, there's been a lot of talk and about, you know, the EV startups, EV companies like Tesla and some of the smaller ones like Neo, sort of retail investor favorites. And a lot of some SPACs and lots of startups which are very highly priced, always highly priced. But I was kind of wanted to think about, if you think about first principles in batteries, and so all of just what all of the EV companies, what this industry has in common, and in, and indeed, you know, like other other devices, there are just so many lithium-ion batteries around, and there are going to be more and more. Obviously, this this scaling up rapidly, and so instead of as a as an EV company agnostic way of thinking about it, I'm thinking about batteries. And uh, so that's on today's show. But just before I get into it, the usual disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving any advice here. Talking to myself as much as to you. Just thinking through my own thoughts and ideas. So do your own research. Don't buy stocks based on what I say. Also, I'm not spending much time on editing or anything like that. This is as good as live. That's because I want to spend more time uh, researching and less time making podcast content. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at the Art of Value. Uh, reach out to me there if you want. Reach out, I hate that. Reach out to me. Just contact me there if you want to. I'm uh, I sort of uh, check that every day. Okay, let's get into it. So batteries, batteries are the new oil. Now, if you think about the, the industrial age, the last hundred or so years, oil's just been a huge part of of global life, you know, the industrial age, and it will continue to be for a while. But uh, and you know there is there are cheap there are some cheap oil stocks. Oil's gone up in price after COVID again. But you know the future is definitely we're going to electrify transport and a lot of things that run on oil in the coming decades. So if we want if I want tailwinds from this mega trend that's happening, why fight against it? I mean, and this, you know, it's all driven by climate, so regulation is going to be a big thing from various countries ramping up. And people can argue about this, especially I see value investors investing in oil is hoping to get the, you know, the two two or three x, and that's probably possible. But over the long term, for long term investors. I think it's really wise to have a look at this and, you know, there's a lot of criticism I see from value investors on Fintwit about EV companies and they're expensive and I don't own any, I mean, just to, to lay it out there, I don't own anything in the EV sector just yet, but I have been looking. So this is just starting, well not, I mean, I, I know a lot about, <laughs> I know quite a lot about Tesla just because of all the conversations online and following links and reading stuff and you know, I, I think 
Tesla's is trading at a very high multiple, and a lot of the EV companies are anything related to to bat to uh, you know EV batteries and EV. Uh, so I haven't bought anything, but I just kind of want to start researching. I think it's worth researching this sector for the long term because if you think about how big oil has been. I mean, the biggest, biggest, some of the biggest companies in the world have been oil slash energy companies in past decades, and that's gone down quite rapidly. Or in terms of accounting for how much of the say S and P five hundred or whatever, or any in global indexes, it's sort of going down. And I think that's a, that's a long term trend. And of course, Tesla's in the S&P 500 now, and we can argue about it being overpriced. I think it is, and uh, you know, even even the greats like Amazon have lost 50% multiple times, up to 90%. So we don't know what's going to happen in that sector, and uh, sentiment has been high for the last year, and it's hundreds of percent. And the people that have that bought Tesla from say 2019 have done very well, or earlier, but just in the last year and a half. Let's say, and in China, so in China, the way that I think of the, the big EV companies, the, or the growing EV companies, like Tesla is. I mean, I, I've talked about this before. I think Tesla's got a bit of a hard rap from value investors. For you know, people are being very harsh on Elon Musk, and but I, I do think that he's one of those entrepreneurs like Bez, that's comparable to Bezos. Um, you know that. That have just kind of defined drive drive the company forward. It wasn't obvious that Amazon was going to make it or be as big as it, as it is, and there was kind of one person that was responsible for that, for seeing that through. And you could say that Steve Jobs, same with Apple, it wouldn't have survived without him. It nearly didn't when he left. <clears throat> and so I think Elon's definitely one of those people, one of those entrepreneurs. So whatever happens. I saw today he was concerned about, I don't know if it was just for publicity or not, but he was talking about how, you know, the Cybertruck could be a flop, and it could be, but, you know, if you think about Monish Papro's uh, concept of Apex spawners, where the, these companies like Google, like Facebook, like Alibaba, like Amazon, that have started multiple businesses, acquired multiple businesses, new products, uh, lead to new businesses. You think about Amazon, AWS, and Google's tried a lot of things. Has multiple businesses. Anyway, these spawners that spawn different businesses, and I think te- Tesla is one of those, and it's already big. But also, like in China, BYD, which um, you know, Berkshire's had a had a stake in for a lot for a decade or more, and Li Lu has had it's. I think it's his biggest position. And um, in interviews, he's talked about how I think he was he was talked about he uh, was asked about Tesla versus BYD, and he sort of said, "I you can just buy my look at my actions, and his actions are buying a big second BYD." And so I've looked at BYD and I've looked at Tesla, and I'm looking into them more, and I kind of realise what BYD does now more. It's uh, there's a lot that Tesla does too. In fact, I think Tesla is sort of like I say, well copied, but played catch up, especially, you know, Tesla wants to make its own batteries, BYD has done that for years, 
BYD has electric trucks, Tesla wants to do that, Tesla's ahead in cars, uh, and autonomous driving, arguably, <laughs> well it is. Um, so BYD does all these things. So my, my, those are my two top picks in the area. But then, you know, I don't own them, I'm just monitoring them. I, you know, they're already big. I think I'd probably, and this, if, if Tesla took a huge cut in uh, share price, I'd probably, I'd definitely think about it depending on how low it went. BYD the same, BYD is so it's expensive. Um, but more than that, if you think about, as I said, batteries, okay? Batteries are the core of both of these businesses. Whether it be for Tesla, it's cars, or store energy storage, which Elon Musk said he thinks it's going to be as big as the auto sector, and that involves batteries too. Solar involves batteries, so you know the mission statement of of Tesla is to make energy more sustainable. It's not the mission statement isn't doesn't say anything about transport, although he said sustainable transport. They want to do that, accelerate sustainable transport, but their mission is is about energy, and so. You know, lithium-ion batteries, or whatever chemistry batteries will be over time. Uh, you know, there'll be changes, but it takes a lot to scale these things into a global level. I mean, if we're talking about replacing oil, this this is going to be a big business. Obviously, it's going to be a big business when we're talking about scaling to 20 million cars or more a year over the next few decades. Uh, and you know. The tailwinds of government regulation related to climate will help that along. And uh, so, if we just so if we start with those, what I you know I started looking at these car companies, and there are other ones too. There's, there's companies that I that I like. Uh, vehicle manufacturers. I I mean I haven't looked at much of Neo, and I think those you know that's a retail investor favorite, partly because it's listed in the U.S. Rivian, you know, uh, Amazon has is involved with that. I like I've looked at Proterra, which involves some had involved some Tesla employees, and uh, you know it's aimed at buses and commercial transport. It's also on the expensive side, but looks like it's coming down a bit. But who knows? I mean, they're all these are all, all things to sort of. Well, so there's the, the vehicles which involve basically, let's just say, battery packs with shells around them, which are the cars and, you know, there's software and all sorts of components. BYD makes its own components. Um, but if you just think, okay, the batteries are the core part of EVs. So just that, batteries are the core part that, you know, common to all of them as a car, as a vehicle manufacturing is it being agnostic to it, we have the batteries at the core. But then I started thinking about the other things, the life cycle. So we've got life cycle of cars, we've got life cycle of EV vehicles, and batteries that are in all sorts of things, like uh, you know the phone that I'm recording on now, the iPhone that I'm recording on now, the battery, the computer that I'm looking at, um, just all just so many things. So uh, it's just becoming more and more that lithium-ion batteries in particular. So, if, but if the, we talk about the life cycle, so I started thinking about, and I haven't done a huge amount of research on this. It's a, it's a big project that will take a long time. But um, you know, companies, my theory, philosophy is that we look at the sort of life cycle of of the batteries and the cars, 
and um, companies will be involved in that. So we have, first of all, let's think about mining. So batteries need mining to start with. And, uh, you know, Elon Musk talked about this, I think, in, in one of the earnings calls. He talked about a call out to nickel companies that are mining nickel if, you know, Tesla would give them a big contract if they could supply enough over the, you know, long term. We've got lithium, obviously. I'm just going to pause here because I'm just going to look at something. So in particular, if we, you know, if we think about lithium carbonate, I believe nickel sulfate and cobalt sulfate. Well, let's just say lithium. I don't know about the chemistry exactly, but lithium, nickel and cobalt are two of the things that are used that are much used in batteries for mining. What the mining, mining I haven't looked into. I've looked into the least. And uh, there was one called, that it just popped up in social media the other day, I think it's called Sayona. I might be getting that wrong. Um, might have even written it down wrong, but, you know, it's kind of an Australian company that's got a, uh, got contracts in Canada to mine lithium. And so there are different lithium miners around the world, and it's not something that I, it's probably what I look the least at, but I do realise that, you know, it all it does start with mining, it just as oil started with drilling for oil, still does. It's got more expensive over time, harder to find. Uh, but there's plenty of there is a lot of lithium in the world. But I believe China has had sort of a lot of the lithium deposits and rare or rare earths as well. But I think over time, you know, mines take a long time to develop, but it's obviously happening. I'm not really up on the mining sector it's kind of my least favorite but i will look into it more so then that those that goes into banner battery manufacturer the next stage so the four stages i've been looking at are mining battery manufacturer and then there's vehicle manufacturer and energy and then energy storage and some of the vehicle batteries once they've been used for cars can go i believe go into energy storage and then we have recycling which is the new one that I've just been looking at this week, which is interesting because, you know, the, there's an obvious problem of having, I mean, people have said that, well, it is true, true that, you know, the battery packs for, say, Teslas will last, I mean, let's say the last 10 years, I've heard of people saying they've had electric cars for 10 years, and uh, I've had a hybrid for, for that long. My next car will be an EV, but... The hybrid and the battery pack is still kind of fine but then it can be used for for different uses it can go to different uses but i mean we'll, we'll talk about it when i get to the recycling but it's, it's complicated because the recycling is difficult reusing it is difficult because of the way they're making them at the moment uh but um you know in time these will be, they'll have, they, they come to the end of their life, their usable lives, but there are these materials inside them that can be, that can be recycled to go into production again, sort of a life cycle. And I, the, the, the vehicle manufacturers, the battery manufacturers, as I understand, I haven't really thought about it too much yet, but um, I think it will be a big thing if you think about uh, 20 million cars uh, per year and then, so if basically every every day, 
I think it's like, was it 55,000 or something like that uh, per, per day will be made. So 55,000 will eventually be coming to the, per day will be coming to the end of their life. So that's a substantial business in recycling and less mining should be needed by that point because it's sort of more of the circular economy type of thing. So anyway, after mining, we have battery manufacturer. So I'm not going to name any of the miners because it's just, I'm just saying mining is there and there there's mining and there are people who are special, specialists in mining, but battery manufacturer interests me. So as I understand it, the biggest manufacturers of EV batteries and this in order of installed manufacturing capacity. And this was, a, I think this was a couple of years ago, so it might have changed. We have LG Chem from Korea, BYD from China. Isn't that interesting? BYD is one of the biggest. And they also make cars. Panasonic, Japan, that, who works with Tesla. In fact, uh, AESC from Japan, CATL from China, who also works with Tesla, I believe. Uh, there's Samsung from Korea, there's Gushan, Gushan, I'm butchering that, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Uh, is it Jushan? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and in uh, high tech, that's from China. That That's from China. And Samsung from Korea, Tesla is soon to be making batteries themselves. See that? That's one thing that they're kind of behind. BYD on manufacturing their own batteries. Uh, and another interesting one, Northvolt from Sweden, which I believe has, I haven't, I just kind of, I've heard, read it in, in press articles and I've just kind of looked it up the other day and it it seems impressive and they're really gearing up. I think VW has a stake in them and somebody else that I can't remember. Uh, Northvolt is based in Sweden and they have some manufacturing in Poland and they're planning to supply Europe with EV batteries and, and storage batteries. It says it on their website. I mean, it shows on their website, but they're really, it's a gigafactory in, in Europe, you know, so they're going to supply VW and, and other, other for, and for other uses. And so we have that. Then we have uh, the vehicle manufacturers. So, so you think about Tesla, BYD, Neo, Xpeng, Rivion, Proterra, and many, many, and many more. But then I'm not even talking about the legacy automakers, but they will be using a lot of batteries too. I think it's um, a lot of people who've, who are Tesla shareholders think they'll, be, they'll have no competition, but I do think that VW and some other manufacturers, I know Toyota's got a joint venture with BYD, where BYD is going to supply their battery, which is a blade battery. Uh, and this sort of sort of battery and skateboard, and so other manufacturers can put a shell on it, and they're looking for big fish, and they've got a joint venture with, with Toyota. When, and so these things could turn big, and BYD's got the scale to be able to do that. Um, and... So those, you know, so there's there's all the legacy companies as well. Some of them may not do well, uh, but I do think that Tesla will have bigger competition, even though they've got they do have the biggest EV market share. BYD in China, now I think there's a chance that I do think there's a chance that 
the way that we see regulation cracking down in China from especially foreign companies that basically when you look at what happened to Google and uh, Amazon to a certain extent, like companies that have data in particular, the Chinese government tends to regulate and sort of favor favor Chinese companies because it can control them and sort of kick US companies out. So it wouldn't surprise me, even though Tesla's got a fact, gigafactory there, that once it's the industry scales up a bit, then they will heavily favor Chinese companies and Tesla might find it more difficult. I don't, I mean, you won't find many Tesla supporters saying that, but I think it's uh, one of the risks, especially because of, uh, you know, Tesla's got good, it's got developing really good AI for autonomous driving based on cameras only. And it's got a, basically it's a supercomputer that's, that deals with this. And so the, I think the data is the biggest issue there really uh, anyway so and then there's energy storage which i haven't looked into properly but uh, there are, there's a couple of companies that i kind of like that i will look at more one's called elfin in the netherlands i, I ran across this because it seemed to have pretty good uh return on capital return on invested capital return on capital employed but it's you know visibly expensive and uh you know tesla's going to be doing is doing energy storage byd is doing energy storage there are multiple other companies uh that i that i'll look into so there's there's all these phases that involve batteries and then finally i'm not going to go on about this it's going to be quite a short one it's just to talk about this life cycle that i've become interested in that i'm going to look more into obviously you can see how big of a job it is there are some common factors here byd the name BYD comes up a lot in service Tesla. Uh, and Tesla's working with some of these big battery makers. Um, and so the, I mean, the main point here is that this is going to be a vast industry. If you think about all the batteries, BYD makes batteries for, started off making them for other things, not cars. Um, but it has been making them for a while, I believe. But, you know, it makes them for other other devices as well. And if you if you do think that batteries are kind of the new oil, can you imagine how big this business is going to be? Even though, say, BYD is is already a big business, it's potential. It's potential to be some of the biggest businesses in the world. I mean, people say that about Tesla and about how it's going to be. I don't know. Count just pick the number of trillions depending on the analysis, but. Uh, you know, there's vehicles, but the batteries and if you're doing batteries as well, they they really, truly could be could be massive. So it doesn't it doesn't scare me away the market caps of these companies. Tesla's a lot, but BYD, you know, and uh, the battery companies. Anyway, so recycling. So the recycling part is something that I just I did think about the other day as a you know as a uh, vehicle company agnostic play and so who's going to be doing this recycling? Are people thinking about it? I mean it's a little bit further down the line it's sort of more long term but if there's going to be huge lithium ion battery production. And these things, you can't dump it in a landfill. 
I guess you could, but it's pretty to it's toxic, and you, there's just going to be so many of them. And if it's going to be truly sustainable, uh, I think that there's going to be serious recycling of most of them, and then you, you get the materials back out, you can get the lithium back out, the cobalt, the nickel, and put it back into the into the the cycle, sell back to the battery manufacturers, and so. Eventually that should be cheaper than mining it. I don't think it is at the moment because it's just starting out. But there are a number of companies that are gearing up to recycle. And there will be government legislation in, in, in probably all countries to saying that you have to recycle them because, I mean, this is supposed to be based on, you know, sustainability and climate tech. You can't just have... Um, these batteries being thrown out, thrown away. There is no way. There is no way to throw it to. And so if we're going to replace these on the scale of oil, of course they're going to be recycled at a large scale. And just doing a, a small amount of research, a day or two's research, you know, there are companies that have thought about this. There is the science being thought about uh, that are looking at the batteries that are being made, like Tesla batteries, BYD batteries, BYD batteries by the way are easier to recycle because they the blade battery that they have uses less glue the, th the thing that they say about Tesla batteries is that they use that they're using cement like glue which makes it incredibly difficult to recycle so Tesla's going to have to look at the way they do it there's a lot of oh wow wow Tesla batteries that's so amazing but for recycling not so good but they're one of the Companies, one of the main companies called Redwood Materials, that I think the CEO, COO from Tesla, whose name escapes me right now, is, is is starting up, you know, recycling of batteries. And there are various ways to recycle. One of them is basically melting them down and then into, a, you know, and then separating it that way. One of them's um, through pyro, life life cycles, doing it a different way. I mean, they're trying to patent what they're doing and the, and various organizations are looking at different ways of you know the best way of recycling in the u.s a company called ER, eri which is private is a big hard materials electronic materials recycler and they have been profitable i think he said the ceo said they've been profitable that since pretty much the beginning they've been going 17 years and they're, they're going to be getting into it and they are partnering with redwood materials there's a company called Lifecycle, which is pre in pre a pre-merger SPAC, and they have they're building a uh, facility in New York, and they they've got plans to expand globally. But you know, one thing is the questions they have is how how long before it ramps up. These I just looked at these companies, and a lot of this their materials are coming from not EV batteries, but obviously over time there'll be more and more EV batteries. And it wouldn't surprise me, like Redwood's got a got a one of their facilities actually in Nevada near near the Tesla plant uh, gigafactory so obviously I mean would Tesla buy it later on or would they just work through a third party we don't know but Elon Musk hasn't talked about it Tesla, I looked up Tesla's website on recycling and it's got it's just like a couple of paragraphs it's really not very detailed at all so um, you know over time it's going to become an obvious problem and it'll be in the media and there'll be a lot of questions asked, so is this sustainable? 
this the recycling is kind of a long-term play and will it be profitable or will it be loss making um the fact that er eri is profitable is interesting uh there's another one called that somebody mentioned to me on social media neo metals which is an australian company that's doing like a demonstration what's it called a demo plant uh a prototype plant in uh with partners in europe and they'll decide whether that's commercial with sort of a demonstration plant see how that goes um and the companies some of the companies themselves like i think china's already legislated to recycle so byd i think I believe I looked up they're, they're planning to do it themselves. So I think they're possibly going to build a plant to do it. Will Tesla do that eventually, or will they? They probably won't. If Redwood Materials, if they can work with it, they, it's like a third party. Um, frankly, Tesla's got a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, got a lot of its, its own troubles just to make things. So they really haven't. For somebody who thinks from first principles Elon hasn't talked much about the recycling or hasn't seemed to have planned for it. But they may have to in China if the you know, I think they might have talked about it in China. See I haven't done a great deal of research, this is just my initial thoughts. Uh North Vault is part of their operation is recycling. So it might be that the companies the vehicle companies themselves do it. Uh, or the battery makers themselves, where they take them back, recycle them, and put it back into the system. That would make some sense, but it might happen through um, mergers and acquisitions, consolidation further down the road. I just don't know. But I'm going to keep an eye on all of this, this whole life cycle. I need to know, see, it's obvious I need to know more about mining uh, and battery manufacturers. I haven't looked at these companies individually except for BYD. I don't know if Panasonic's been a very good investment over the years. I sort of see that they there was an there was a news that they were they sold their Tesla shares and made a hundred X on them. So they've done well <laughs> they've done well at Tesla just from that point of view. But does that mean they're breaking up in terms of manufacturing? But and I did see in my research that BYD I mean they could have worked with Tesla but somebody mentioned an analyst mentioned that BYD was kind of offended many years ago when Elon made a crack about saying, I think a reporter was saying something about, look, BYD's coming out with these electric cars, and he said, have you seen the design? And, and BYD hasn't been keen to work with Tesla. So it's not that Tesla wouldn't be keen to work with BYD, it's the other way around. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's uh, I thought that was interesting. Because the you know Tesla's been working with Panasonic and CATL, um, and LG Chem, I think I don't know. See, I don't know enough. Obviously, I don't know enough. But, um, but I'm going to focus on the batteries rather than the cars or the vehicles. And um, you know, if Tesla starts making batteries themselves and not relying on these third parties, they're going to be making a lot, and they you know they will going to need them for the storage. Or is it they take the or they have got home storage too, of course, the power wall, which isn't going well. The sales of solar and the power walls I understand isn't going as anticipated yet. So it's a long way to go, even though the the you know, the market cap's high, there's a long way to go. This is great. It's what I realise, it's early days, you know, there's people the share prices, market caps have gone up, but
this is going this is going to be a massive industry if if it's to progressively replace oil and lithium ion looks like the technology in terms of batteries that's going to do that and all our other devices that we have all around us look at you look just look around you right now i'm sure you've got you are you listening to this on something with a lithium ion battery have you got other things in the room that you're in right now or where in your environment that have batteries in them so recycling is going to be big the manufacturer is going to be big energy storage we're going to need more and more of that so i think there's a whole interesting area that's worth learning more about over time which is a big job and i think the best companies will emerge and you know to take a lead from what's already happened we have so like the two big companies that are, that interest me byd we've got buffett and munger of berkshire made an investment and lee lu made an investment uh many years ago and that's paying off and hearing them talk about it hearing them both talk on various videos uh munger was saying that that the management's very good at byd it's an amazing story you know they've, they're very impressed they were very impressed with byd early on and tesla we've got people like ron Barron who invested early and has made a huge amount already and is he you know over the next 10 years he talks about um i think he's talking about being going to two trillion conservatively um but could be more and he talks about spacex as well and um yeah, so I think that's that's about all I want to say today. I think that's enough. I just wanted to talk about how I've been thinking a lot about about batteries and EV batteries in particular, lithium-ion batteries, how they could potentially, it's looking like, well, potentially, I mean, it's going to happen uh, to be the new oil. It's the technology that's won, right? Talk about hydrogen, but, that's, but I think the main technology is lithium-ion batteries or batteries in general. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.